Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. This will be for John chapter 10. I'll read verse 1 first. Uh, This is about Jesus being the good shepherd. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Jesus designated himself as the door to the sheepfold and made plain that only through him could the under shepherds rightly enter. And this is by James E. Talmadge. Never has been written or spoken a stronger arraignment of false pastors, unauthorized teachers, self-seekers, or self-seeking hirelings who teach for self and divine for dollars, deceivers who pose as shepherds yet avoid the door and climb over some other way, prophets in the devil's employ who who to achieve their master's purpose hesitate not to robe themselves in the garments of assumed sanctity and appear in sheep's clothing, while inwardly they are ravening wolves." Verse 2, But he that entereth him by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Because they know his voice, the voice of testimony, the voice of true doctrine, the voice of righteousness, the voice of the Lord. That was by Elder McConkie. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Anyone serving in any capacity in the church in which he or she is responsible for the spiritual or temporal well-being of any of the Lord's children is a shepherd to those sheep. The Lord holds its shepherds accountable for the safety or salvation of his sheep. And that, again, was by Elder McConkie. Verse 6, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheepfold. All that ever came before me, who testified not of me, are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy." I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. Ezekiel 37 uh, talks about the Messiah being the good shepherd. The, The Jews understood that saying, he was the good shepherd, meant that he was the Messiah. In Ezekiel it says, I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. Even my servant David, he shall feed them, and he shall be their their shepherd. And ye my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. Verse 12, And the shepherd is not as a hireling, whose own the sheep are not, who seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth the sheep, and scatter them. But he who is a hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. For I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the shepherd, or as the father knoweth me, even so know I the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. A natural effect of his immortal origin as the earth-born son of an immortal sire was that he was immune to death except as he surrendered thereto. The life of Jesus the Christ could not be taken save as he willed and allowed. The power to lay down his life 
was inherent in himself, as was the power to take it up, take up his slain body in an immortalized state. And that was by James E. Talmadge. Verse 16 is a scripture mastery verse. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. We know that he spoke here of the Nephites and Lamanites on the American continent. Third Nephi chapter 15 talks about that, where he says, Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. So he's talking even about another group of of, of uh, people of the house of Israel. Verse 17, Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power or authority to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Therefore was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. Any man of them said, and many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that doth, that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Verse 22 begins the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem. And it was at Jerusalem the Feast of the Dedication, and it was winter. This is around December, an eight-day feast celebrating the dedication of the temple around 163 B.C. Today this is what we call Hanukkah. This is three months after the Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 23, And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. He could not well answer their inquiry by a simple unqualified affirmation, for by such he would have been understood as meaning that he claimed to be the Messiah, according to their conception, the earthly king and conqueror for whom they professed to be looking. He was no such Christ as they had in mind. And that was by Talmadge. Remember that Isaiah prophesies two messiahs. There's a servant messiah and a king messiah, and they're looking for the king messiah. So that when he came as the servant messiah, they didn't recognize him. Verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. The scriptures indicate that the tendency to accept or reject Christ's voice in premortality carries over into this mortal life. For Christ has said, Whoso cometh not unto me is under the bondage of sin, and whoso receiveth not my voice is not acquainted with my voice and is not of me. Bruce R. McConkie said, The concept of a chosen and favored people, a concept scarcely known in the world and but little understood even by the saints of God, is one of the most marvelous systems ever devised for administering salvation to all men in all nations and in all ages. This is the doctrine of election. They were true and faithful in the premortal life, and they earned the right to be born as the Lord's people and to have the privilege on a preferential basis of believing and obeying the word of truth. Believing blood, the blood of Abraham, flows in their veins. They are the ones of whom Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Again, that was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 30, And I and my Father are one. He's again forcefully testifying that he is the Son of God. Then the Jews upstairs, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which of those works do ye stone me? For which of my miracles or works am I worthy of death? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. 
Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, Ye are gods? If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him, whom the Father hath sanctified and sent unto the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God? Do you not understand, this is Elder McConkie again, do you not understand the plan of salvation that was revealed to your fathers? Do you not know that all of the children of the Father have power to advance and progress and become like him? Have you never read that those who received your law in olden times had the promise that they could attain godhood and be gods themselves? Why accuse me of blasphemy for testifying that I was sanctified and sent into the world by the Father? Does it offend you to hear me say that I am the Son of God? Do you not know that every righteous person to whom the word of God comes and who then obeys the fullness of that law shall become like the Father and be a God himself? Verse 37, If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Jesus now goes across the Jordan to escape the Jews. Verse 39, Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand, and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him, and said, John did, did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true, and many believed on him there. The duration of this sojourn in Perea is, not, is nowhere recorded in our scriptures. It could not have lasted more than a few weeks at most. Possibly some of the discourses, instructions, and parables already treated as following the Lord's departure from Jerusalem after the Feast of Tabernacles in the preceding autumn may chronologically belong to this interval. From his from this retreat of comparative quiet, Jesus returned to Judea in response to an earnest appeal from some whom he loved. He left the Bethany of Perea for the Judean Bethany where, where dwelt Martha and Mary. And that was by James E. Talmadge. So that's the end of the chapter, and we will see you next time. Bye.